listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Know that peace, mercy, hope, and love are yours in abundance from the triune God. Amen. I can't begin to describe the pain I have felt in my heart this week as I read and listened to the news headlines. 300 dead in a Malaysian Airlines jet that was shot down over eastern Ukraine. Air raids and missile launches across the border border in Israel and Palestine that have left hundreds of dead, one out of five of whom are children on the Gaza side of that dividing line. Tens of thousands of children coming from Central America in search of a better life in this country, only to be met with flag-waving protesters demanding that they be sent back to their home countries to deal with gang and drug violence. There are more and more stories of the criminalization of homelessness in American cities. And then to top off all that geopolitical sadness, someone had to go ahead and post pictures and descriptions of Duke, the three-legged black lab's last day on earth. He ate cheeseburgers and went to the splash park and hung out with those who loved him and made me cry in the middle of Starbucks. I realized this week how tired I am of all the pain and heartbreak in our world. I realized how tired I am of the division that permeates our relationships. I realized how tired I am with the way that we constantly and continually deny one another's innate worth and we neglect to see one another's humanity. I found myself identifying with the words of John Coffey, the gigantic death row inmate in the movie Green Mile, when he says, I'm tired of people being ugly to each other. I'm tired of all the pain I feel and hear in the world every day. There's too much of it. It's like pieces of glass in my head all the time. Can you understand, he asked. I do understand. This week, more than anything, I needed hope. And it's funny, I spent all week trying to sort out in my head, in some of of my conversations with folks, the parable that Jesus tells his followers about the wheat and the weeds. I kept probing this image that Jesus puts in front of them, and later his interpretation of it. But every time I approached the story, I felt a sort of anguish that I couldn't quite put my finger on. It felt to me that in the midst of all the sadness and despair and evil that is, in front, is, that is front and center in our headlines today, Jesus was telling his followers not to worry about it. In the story, the householder tells the servants not to pull up the weeds as they come alongside the wheat. 
for fear that doing so will mean the good gets pulled up with the bad. Instead, both are to grow alongside each other and a sorting out will take place at, the, at harvest time. Jesus interprets this parable and it comes down to a matter of good and evil being sorted out at the end of time with the good stuff going to be in the Father's kingdom and the bad stuff going off to burn in the furnace. For me, there's something unsatisfying about this view of the world. Can we just put it in God's hands and let suffering take place? Can we be complicit in our inaction in the face of suffering and death because it'll all work out in God's time? Can we be so confident in God that, that in God that He will take... Can we be so confident that in the judgment day... God will sort it all out and we might actually perpetuate suffering and death. If Jesus were only some teacher who walked about and told stories, it'd be one thing. But he went well beyond that. He went beyond simply saying, just wait for a little while and this whole thing is going to get sorted out by God. He went beyond asking his followers to sit idly by while death and oppression and injustice surrounded them. He did not stand removed from the pain of the world, but rather he took it on in its fullness and in perhaps its cruelest expression. The cross is Jesus' ultimate expression of standing with the suffering of the world. And while the world may have seen a sort of finality in his death, By God's grace and love, it actually opened up a new door and a new possibility. There on the cross, suffering and hope coexist. They dance together. They're bound up in one another in an inseparable unity that actually invites our participation. Paul writes in his letter to the church in Rome that the groans of creation's suffering, that the groans of our own suffering are not the groans of death, but rather the groans of labor. The pain felt now in our hearts as we hold the victims of war, of enslavement, of poverty, of rejection, and even the pain we feel ourselves as the result of our own suffering is not one of finality. But perhaps it is the pain of new life. Perhaps it is the expression of hope within us that calls us not to sit idly by as evil and injustice show their ugly faces. Perhaps it is the expression of hope within us that calls us to embrace the suffering of others with our own love and compassion. Perhaps it is the expression of hope within us yearning to be set free as we extend a hand or a word of mercy. I needed hope this week. And it really wasn't until today that I realized that it was already waiting for me here in this place. Hope is embodied in this space as we share our joy and our pain. Hope is embodied in this place and these people who hold us and pray for us. 
Hope is embodied in this place as we come to share broken bits of it in the bread and sip on the wine of God's unfathomable love. Hope is here. It is among us. It is ours to experience and it is ours to give away. It isn't something that we necessarily hold with a firm grasp or can see clearly. The hope we experience in this place is a hope of assurance no matter how small. It's not a hope of wishes to be fulfilled as if our faith was some sort of magic lamp with a genie inside. Rather, it is a hope that rests in the promise of God within God's community. It is a hope that even with our minds, even when our minds and our world's fail, words fail, God's Spirit intercedes. And yes, perhaps it is a hope that in God's own time all will be reconciled, that there will be an end to war and strife, that there will, that there will be a time when all experience the fullness of life. My hope is that we can rest in that hope, even for a moment. That we can find the strength to engage it and to embrace the world's pain with our own lives and our own words. And that we can participate in that which God is giving birth to in our world. May we find hope even in the midst of suffering today. May we find hope tomorrow. May we find hope always. Amen. If these sermons are meaningful for you, we invite you to support the congregation, and you can do that at houseforall.org. There's a PayPal button there. Also, we'd love for you to come and join us for liturgy. We meet at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Sundays at 2201 Dexter in Denver.